0: Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Veil, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Uh, today we're doing a pack deluxe expansion card review, or just like yeah. a deluxe review for Fury of the Storm. Uh, we've kind t- of talked a lot about Fury of the Storm, actually. This is—I think this is one of like the deluxe expansions we've focused the most on, just because I think uh, mm-hmm. our podcast is pretty new. When the last one came out, but. Uh, I feel like we talked yeah. about this a lot.
1: We have, we have, and I'm just excited that Baratheon is finally getting some love.
0: Oh yeah, <clears throat> uh, and Sorry. yeah, it's like a it's like a technical kind of love too. It's like the Kama Sutra of of expansions, because like <clears throat> the stuff you can do with this set is just bonkers. Like some of the stuff you can do that with the cards that have come out are just insane.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's there's um, a bunch of different combos that are coming out um, with this box that I think is gonna make the game even more interesting and more fun.
0: And the last boss we talked about was uh, you know King of the Isles, which was a pretty straightforward like captains pillaging warships. You got it right, but this yeah. this one's like got a little bit more stuff in it. So let's start. Uh, you've already seen the first yeah. card. Uh, it's Robert Baratheon. It's a seven cost character with a military and a power icon with five strength. Unique, obviously. Lord King and Loyal. You know, mm-hmm. the king of the faction is going to be all of those things. Renowned. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this card in the preview, uh, but it says after standing phase begins, choose one and other characters with printed cost five or higher cannot stand this phase. Or choose characters with printed cost four or lower cannot, or sorry, characters with printed cost four or lower cannot stand this phase. Or locations cannot stand this phase. So pretty solid control lord you know
1: Mm-hmm. yeah definitely um i think it's like an answer to the gray joys you know since they have all the you know locations out um and things like that yeah but you have options so which i kind of like so it depends on the situation you're in at that moment you can make a decision on which one you want to trigger
0: Yeah, and I mean, I like... Yeah, I like that too. I mean, having a toolbox on board is pretty sweet. Um, I like the idea that uh, if you get this guy out, like, turn one with a dupe, you're, like, pretty solid the rest of the game. I mean...
1: Yeah, yeah, and also I like the fact of, like, you know, even though you have the options of doing that, your opponent knows that you have the options, and so that might change, you know, their game plan a little bit.
0: Yeah, and Uh, it's also just a reaction, not a forced reaction, so... You don't mm-hmm. have to do it if you've got a good board state. Yeah, exactly. So
1: it, it kind of keeps your opponent
0: guessing. I really like this Robert, and I think he's kind of... He's better than just old beater Robert, you know? Control mm-hmm. Robert is different than just, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you swing with other Robert at the end of the phase, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I'm going to give this guy, I think, like a 4.5 out of 5. I, I'm really happy with this new Robert Baratheon.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally not fully sold on it so i mean i give it a four out of five sure. because i'm interested in, tra- in trying it but um i definitely see some potential where it can be kind of strong i just um, see him like you know
0: he's limiting he's limiting like great halls and chuds and reducers mm-hmm. the first few turns then he's limiting if yeah. they do manage to get like card out he's like okay you can attack for one turn but after that no more and he doesn't yeah. affect himself too, which is, I think, the biggest part. But yeah, I think I'm good with that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that.
1: Yeah. I'm actually more excited about the next card.
0: All right. And the next card is Stannis Baratheon. Another seven cost by con. Same Same icons, military power. This uh, Stannis is seven strength, though, not five. Uh, Stannis Baratheon is a unique lord, king, and loyal. And he also has the relord trait. Uh, he's immune to opponent's events, which I think is redonkulous.
1: <laughs> um,.
0: And as a reaction, after you win a military or a power challenge, draw X cards, where X is the claim value on the attacking player's revealed plot card. So, so like win a power <laughs> challenge on like against like a you know you win or you die and like you get to draw two. Cool, you know <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean you're at least drawing two cards if you can win um, both challenges, which yeah. is not very hard to do.
0: The seven cost, Um, who's immune to events.
1: (laughs) With that, and you know, some of the cards we're going to talk about coming up that will kind of help him, you know, kind of do that, win those challenges so you can draw your cards.
0: Yeah. And so, I mean, let's just talk about how powerful, like, so when we originally talked about this card, Stannis, it was, I think, before we saw the rise in, um, I think, Wars to Come was still a big agenda. And as before, we saw the Sea of Blood rise, you know, as like, a predominant thing, but yeah, this guy is—I mean—basically says immune to like the sea of blood triggers, <laughs> I mean, for lack of a better thing. I mean, he can't get put to the sword, right? He can't, can't tears him. Can't tears him. You can't. Uh, when I woke him, you can't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just—it's nuts. You can't nuts.
1: poison coin him. Yep. You can't. I mean, yeah. Like I said, that he's a lot more exciting to me than the Robert Brathian, but if you also have like the red keep out for example that's adding two yep. to the power challenges so now he's a nine Yep. just by himself
0: yeah Um, and yeah it's and, pretty good
1: <laughs> and so and then that's not even including if you're able to do multiple power challenges
0: um, yeah so like uh, you know Game of Thrones or is that the one Game of Thrones mm-hmm. no no I'm thinking no. of uh, Clash of Kings and things like that; those agenda or those plots will help you cool. Uh,
1: well, Clash of Kings is you only able to do one, but
0: you get to steal an additional power oh, okay. for each for each um power challenge. there so is an agenda even, that lets you do an extra power challenge? I just don't remember what the name is.
1: The they have the sailing the summer sea, I think it is. Yeah, that's And it. you can do two power challenges, but you can't trigger any other
0: challenge. So, I think this guy's a solid like four to four and a half out of five, just because of his first Dude, part.
1: Dude, and then you just you banner it with Rose, with uh, Elena's informant.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do
1: like two or three power challenges in one round.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. it's solid. I think like he's definitely like a. He, I I don't actually know if he's a builder. around. I think he just goes in most Baratheon decks. Like
1: I yeah, <laughs> you know. I just I just like him, and he has a roller trait. So what is what is the you rating? Uh, right now, just because. He's all about the power, the draw, and he's a 7 for 7. I'm going to give him a 5 out of 5.
0: Yeah, I think I'm 4.5 to 5 because like, I think his first line is just really powerful right now. And even if it's well, not, then his second line is just really good.
1: Well, I mean, even just that, but like immune to opponent's events. like That right there just shuts down a ton of That's fans. what I mean
0: by his first line. Like that first line there. Yeah, first line, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, next card is uh, New Mill, Melisandre. 6 cost carrot an intrigue and a power icon, 5 strength uh Melisandre is a unique but non-loyal character and she's a lady and she's got the relore trait. She also has stealth and as a reaction after you win an intrigue challenge in one in which uh, Milisandra is attacking, move one power from a character controlled by the losing opponent to Milisandra. Then if that character has no power, kill it. So this is the first example of the cards I think are going to get really wacky in this uh, you know, expansion because mm-hmm. it's a lot of it, a lot of the really interesting ones are about moving power.
1: Yeah, like with Star Decept and um, B- bannering the sun with Desirator.
0: Yeah. Um, There's just a lot of like thing. Uh, yeah, so those are cards that'll work well with her ability, but I'm just like the, the moving power stuff is seeming to become a big strong thing in this Bil- deluxe expansion. But talk more about those two and how they're really good with this card.
1: Well, like, sorry, Sept, you know, your your goal is to win the power challenge, which is, you know, Baratheon's, um strength. Um, they, they primarily thrive in the power challenges. But with her, you know, with the stealth and intrigue, you know, you can take a power, put it on any character that doesn't have the power, let's say, mm-hmm. and then just attack and then say, okay, I'm going to remove that power and then say, oh, by the way, I'm going to kill your, like, say, your Vic yeah, or... Or um, any other big, you know, guy that doesn't have renown. Um, You know, I'm thinking Balon, the new Balon.
0: Asha's. There's some Asha's that could get power.
1: Asha's, yeah. yeah. If they don't have the one boat. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You know,
1: I'm trying to think of just different characters all around. I've been playing a lot of Greyjoy, so...
0: (laughs) I mean, like, there's a lot of Renown characters. I mean, most knights are going to have Renown or have power on them at least. So there's like yeah. a, there's a I've seen lately um, – not lately, sorry. Uh, Tyrell Crossing is still a thing. And they use knights, yeah. and Renown is a big way they do that. So if you can stop mm-hmm. – not only stop the power gain, but also kill the characters that can gain power, that's a really powerful yeah. thing. I'm thinking like yeah. – I like Mil. Uh, I like Milisandre. I like that she is stealth. Um, I like uh-huh. that she doesn't have to win an unopposed challenge to do it. Yeah, and I think yeah. that she's a 4 out of 5 for me.
1: Yeah, I would say 4 out of 5 as well. Um, she's 5 strength with stealth mm-hmm. and a kill effect.
0: Well-costed. Yeah. Non-loyal. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And with the economy curve we have now, like it's easy. You can see three great halls in one game. Oh, and yeah. You can get her off for free. So, yeah, um, yeah, she's definitely... Um, one I'm excited to try out, Heck yeah. especially with the, the Sun
0: and some the sun. of the other cards in this set as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Which we'll get to. So. All right. Uh, next card is Renly Baratheon. It's a Baratheon Renly Baratheon instead of a Tyrell and Renly Baratheon, but it's a six cost mm-hmm. character. It's a Tricon and he's a three strength. Uh, so, and I mean, if you're not familiar with the Tricon, sorry, I shouldn't assume everybody knows that. It means it has a military and intrigue and a power. Uh, it's a unique, non-loyal character, and it's a lord and a king. No, no, like, conditional king traits here. He's legitimately a king, which is pretty cool. Has Renown. Mm-hmm. And as an action, you can kneel your faction card to put a non-Barrathian character with printed cost X or lower into play from your hand, where X is Renly's strength. And I really like the the flavor text on this one because it explains the whole mechanics of the card, which says Tyrell swords will make me king. You know, he's all about mm-hmm. that kind of cross-faction synergy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's there's so many cards that you know you can thrive on this, even on his three strength initial mm-hmm. without even boosting strength. There's there's good um, cards you can put out for free, um, you know, without having
0: the boost of strength. Yeah. So and this Renly um, works just like the other Renlys. I mean, all the Renlys are tricons. Mm-hmm. Mo- oh, I'm sorry. Most of the Renlys are tricons. <laughs> They all work with the crown and Tyrell. They all work with Lyndlyn's last ride. Good, sorry.
1: Well, they have that. They go with that theme of like reducing the cost of a Mm non-Baratheon type thing, and so I think it's kind of cool that they took that same theme and just like made it better.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for this card. Um, I I I think off cast before I was equating it to like Balon, like how powerful Balon is right now, and you know pillaging Uh and stealing your characters and. Yada yada yada, but this this character or this Renly I think is gonna be really cool. I mean, he's easily reducible. Um, so you can get him out for four lower most of the time. And he has renown. Yeah, he has uh, renown. Yeah, he, he doesn't kneel to do his thing, he just kneels your faction card. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what happens with this Renly.
1: Yeah, definitely with um like the Tyrell Yeah. You know, being able to put like Elena's informant in for free. You know, triggering, their, triggering them off. You know, do another power challenge mm-hmm. or whatever challenge you, you can do.
0: Um, you can push through. I mean, think, yeah, even think I'm about excited. the synergies with like, like. <laughs> oh no, that won't work. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Don't think about that. But I'm gonna say that this guy's probably like a fortify for me. I know we're starting with a lot of high ratings, but I'm really excited for these cards. So um, these mm-hmm. the four icons from Baratheon. I'm I'm really liking.
1: I I kind of feel like this could be like breath this can be a false banner like you can have banner uh, stag and have him in but your whole like your deck is just based around him getting characters off for free right you know yeah I don't, so i mean i'm i would say it's a, it's an econ card i see it as well so i'm gonna give it a five yeah out of five
0: i mean i was tempted as well. to as well i mean the renown on there Especially mm-hmm. since you want to raise his strength anyway, means he's probably not going to burn down at all. Uh, he's still, mm-hmm. he's still able to be killed by events, but yeah, I'll, I'll go to five. I'll up to five. Renly is a five. Yeah. Good job, Renly. I'm excited to try him out. <laughs> uh, our next card is okay. San, a five-cost tricon with three strength. Mm-hmm. Saludosan is unique and non-loyal, and is a captain and smuggler. So, two traits that we cared about from our f- spoiler of Fear of the Storm, which is Licini Vessel. As a reaction, after you marshal a smuggler character, choose a kneel a location, then gain gold equal to that location's printed cost once per round. What do you think about that, Dom?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's definitely, you can kneel a location that doesn't matter if it's knelt or not, and, you know, gain an extra gold or two.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think about, like, the locations and, like, how much gold, you know, we Mm -hmm. have on locations and things like that. And I'm, like, the highest I can think of is, like, three. If you're cheating silence out, maybe a four. Kneeling the location, though, could be pretty powerful. Not getting gold, but.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm going to make the safe assumption that it says choose a nil location and it's one of yours locations. (laughs) Um,
0: It would have to be your own location. No, no, it's like, not. It's it's choose any other location. What? Yeah, that's the benefit of it.
1: Okay. And I, I've totally been looking at this card wrong. Then. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, I guess you'll let us know in the comments, people, if we're wrong. But I'm pretty sure no. it's an effect, and then you get to do something after it, right? But I always get confused because the various FFG games define costs differently. And there's stuff mm-hmm. with then, and I never, uh, you know, remember... How the mm-hmm. then stuff works.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, but yeah, like, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes,
1: yeah, sometimes the wording is uh, it's a little tricky. So, the word I just automatically assumed it was
0: one of your own, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, so the word then in this case just means that you have to have nailed a location to get the gold, but it I think mm-hmm. you can choose any location because it's not a cost; it's just an effect. Yeah, but. There are 10 smugglers right now in Baratheon, and three of them are Sir Davos Seaworth. (laughs) So there's a decent amount of smugglers, and I think we're about to talk about a bunch more. Um, But smuggler, pirate deck? Is the pirate deck real? Can we play the pirate deck? It could be. Okay. I'm going to give this guy a three out of five right now because I want someone to make the pirate deck work, and I'm being hopeful.
1: I'll give it a three as well until I figure out this location.
0: Okay. I just want to confirm it. If it does, is it a five?
1: No, I'd say a a four. Okay, okay. A solid four. Okay, Okay.
0: Solidar's Son, your art looks really cool. Yeah, Uh, most of the art is really good on this pack. And then we have a new Davos, new Davos Seaworth, who's a knight this time, smuggler, and a seven. Mm -hmm. It's got Melisandre in the background there. Uh, Mm Five-cost character, uh, uh, military and intrigue icon with four strength is unique and loyal. I think uh, I think this is a new thing. Oh, no, the other Davos was loyal, too. Okay. He's got yeah. stealth like every other Davos does. Um, mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, I wonder if that seven keyword is going to mean anything. You know, like, is he going to go in weird, like, decks that's the seven? I don't know. Anyway, as a mm-hmm. reaction, after you win a challenge in which Davos Seaworth is participating, discard one power from the losing opponent's faction card. Then you may have a king character you control gain one power. Yeah, yeah five cuff. I love it. Yeah, it seems cool. Love it. It's well-costed with just the keywords and power. Um mm-hmm. got a lot of good Stealth. traits um and getting power away from your opponent and I, so this is one thing and I think this might be something that newer players might not understand as much as as veteran players but we talk about power. Um one of the things that's nice is getting rid of your opponent's power or gaining power, right? But either of those two things are going, like, one direction for one person. What this card allows you to do is what most people consider to be a swing, where you may be only gaining one power, but your opponent is losing one power, right? And while you 15 power is the max you need to win, getting a swing of two is better than just gaining one power. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Well, I also like the fact that you don't need to... Um... Have a power given to a king to take the power. Yeah. So yep. which is nice because if you don't have a king on the board, you can still react him. I think and take a power away.
0: Yeah, I, I think this Davos competes very well with the other two Davoses um, especially since he really doesn't need anything else but doing what he does already, right? Um, mm-hmm. the other Davos is when he's killed, return him to your hand, which is cool. Um, which is cool, when yeah, you still have to play right. him again. Um, he's a four yep. cost, so it's not too hard to play. Not a huge fan of the bypass Davos, unless you're running like some super stealthy stuff. But mm-hmm. it's still really restrictive because it's after you bypass a non-loyal character. So I don't know. I really think that this is my favorite Davos.
1: I I I do too, just because of the fact of you're taking a power, yep, and you can potentially gain one because I mean, all in all, it's all about getting fifteen power.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. And
1: this is just another way of, of getting there. So, yeah, and hurting your opponent.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I think this guy's probably like a four out of five, five out of five for me, just because um, the ability here to uh, to do that is really good, and it's the best Davos so far.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm automatically I'm gonna go five out of five because. At some point, you're going to win a challenge, either the intrigue or military, and you're still taking a power away. That's not even including the power challenge you may have already done or will do. So, I mean, you're automatically taking at least two power. Yep. From a character. Yep. Okay. From your Mm -hmm. opponent.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, Our next card is Alistair Florent. Uh, Alistair Florent is a four cost military and power icon character with strength. It's a unique and loyal character that has the House Florent, Lord, and Relord traits. Uh, after uh, It says, after, as a reaction after House Florent character enters play, draw a card. Limit once per round. And as an interrupt, when he leaves play, Alistair Florent, if you control another Relord character, choose and kneel a character an opponent controls. So we looked at House Florent mm-hmm. cards and there's some pretty cool ones. Um, mm-hmm. I lo- The once per round thing kind of sucks because there's lots of other cards that let you draw a lot more than that that do Mm -hmm. similar things Um, his interrupt is kind of interesting like nobody hates kneeling a character you know Uh, but you're not really going to want to kill him for a claim because he's unique
1: yeah well it just says once he leaves play
0: yeah I know but that's like the most common way of leaving play sure
1: I mean you can sack him for
0: march or whatever sack or discard or bounce him or. yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah I'm looking at all the house florence stuff
0: I mean, there's definitely good House Florent cards. Like Florent Knight mm-hmm. doesn't kill Florent, which is good. Uh, the new yeah. Salise, you could do like a Florent Relora build. Um, Vanguard Lancer. Yeah, Vanguard Lancer is is a really Pick annoying them. card with the card we'll talk about later.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. you said Salise and Sirbaxel Florent.
0: I think there might be like a like a Florent Relora build you could do. I just don't yeah. like that it's once per round. I think I'm gonna give it like a three out of five.
1: You know, yeah, I'd probably give it a three, three and a half. Um, I mean, card draw is always good, but you you're kind of running that house Florent type theme. Um, so I mean, if you have enough cards to make it work, then I would you know give it a higher rating. But it's not I, as I think it's yeah. I think a, I think a solid three. Right now, three and a half
0: at most. There's just so many other trait-based things that are better, mm-hmm. like all of Stark and House Mormont mm-hmm. and, um, you know, captains and smugglers. It's just like House Florence, kind of like the slow one. I mean, even House, uh, what is it, Bot? Not Botley. What's the one that the Blackfish is part of? Uh, the Blackfish. Tumblestone Knight. Yeah. Uh, you mean House Tully? Yeah, Tully. Tully's even better than this. So, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. three is good for me. Next card. Uh, the next card is, in fact, one we just talked about, which is Sleese Baratheon, who's House Florent, Lady, Queen, R'hllor character. Four cost, mm-hmm. Intrigue, and Power, and three Strength. She's unique but non-loyal. And it simply says, reduce the cost of each R'hllor attachment you marshal by three. No many, no many times per phase, you just reduce all of the costs of every <laughs> attachment all the time. Uh, so we've looked at all of the attachments and there's some pretty gross ones mm-hmm.
1: yeah um, so yeah the first one that's actually in this box it's uh, Azor he reborn and it's a unique character you control only terminal and the attached character is considered to be participating in each challenge in which you uh, control an attacking roller character
0: that's really gross uh... yeah uh,
1: and we'll talk about that one later because it's in the box. Yep. Um, we have Glamour, which is three costs. Character you control. Uh, it's terminal. Attached character gets plus two strength. Action kill attached character to choose another character you in your dead pile that was killed this phase. Return the chosen character to play.
0: You play that one for free too because it's three cost.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Light of the Lord, two cost. Um, reaction after the dominance phase begins, stand attached character and gain one gold. Uh, has to be a Baratheon or roller character.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lightbringer, uh, Baratheon character only. If attached character is Stannis, Baratheon, he gains renown. <laughs> after reaction, after st- attached character gains one or more power, stand it.
0: I'm like, Lightbringer, Azur, I reborn. Solis mm-hmm. and the new Stannis are nuts Yeah, you can get 6 power uh, of phase with Stannis on Renown mm-hmm. if you win
1: uh, Red God's Blessing 2 cost Attached character gains the roller trait and gets plus 1 strength for each roller character you control that'd be sick um, I don't know that I'm board. a huge
0: fan of those like cards that just give 1 strength for each thing because, like, unless you have something to do with all that extra strength, like give it Intimidate or, you know, you're running a sea of blood or something that, like, cares about that extra strength, there's not, like, mm-hmm. a, there's not a big point to just making a ton of strength. I don't know. That's my thoughts. But read Ruby of Rulor. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Ruby of Rulor. Three costs, roller character only. Reaction. After you win an entry challenge in which attached character is attacking, name a card. The losing opponent reveals his or her hand and discards each card with that name. Gross. That's that's gross.
0: And if you were paying I attention, I really to... played Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say if you're paying attention at home, Selice reduces every single existing roller attachment to zero.
1: Well, just think about it. You do senior flames because you're going to have the roller character out. Yep. See what's in their hand. Then Ruby roller name out whatever cards you, you know, you want because you've seen their hand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it can be gross but <sighs> suffice to say i think the i think the yeah i think the the best one is going to be the reborn yeah um one so anyways back to the box
0: so yeah that's baratheon i think like is one of those cards in my opinion that's super duper duper mega good she's like a five out of five in the deck that's running like the Relore attachments and relore cards she's like a zero mm-hmm. out of five in every other deck
1: yeah, I mean, she's she's all right. I mean, 4 costs 3 strength. Not as all right as, like...
0: But she's basically just a vanilla. It's like 4 costs 2, two bicons, 3 strength. And she's yeah. unique.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, let's go on to the next card.
0: All right. Uh, ratings, though. Um, did you have a rating oh. on her?
1: Um, If you're going... If you're playing a lot of attachments, uh, particularly roller attachments, um, I would say she's probably
0: a 4... Okay. Three and a half, four. okay. Yeah, she's she's really good at that. I mean, if you're going to run them. But, yeah. All right. Next card Griffin Roost Knight. That's a really cool name, by the way. Uh, four cost character with a military and a power icon of four strength. Griffin's Roost Knight is a non unique, non loyal character who's of a house we've never heard before House Connington and a knight. And it says, interrupt. When a challenge phase ends, if you have not lost a power challenges phase, stand Griffin Roost Knight. Hey, man. Dominance like phase, it. Baratheon likes dominance phase.
1: <laughs> yep, especially with the painted table.
0: Yep, I mean this card really just likes the Baratheon dominance win game, where you can mm-hmm. like kneel everybody, and this guy helps you win dominance. So, I mean, in that deck, I think he's like a three or four. I mean, he's equally costed. He has two icons.
1: Yeah, four or four. Yeah, I'll give it a, a four. Okay, not a
0: five. Cool. Easy. Easy peasy. Griffin's roost knight. Mm-hmm. Good job.
1: All right, let's go on to Dale.
0: Dale Seaworth, a three-cost character with a military and a power icon. Three-strength, Dale Seaworth is a unique, loyal captain. Uh, After you marshal Dale Seaworth, choose a Baratheon location in your discard pile and return it to your hand. (sighs) This is like... This is like a really bad version of King's Landing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it definitely... It definitely helps, you know, if you have a location that you really wanted it to have on the board, but it got blown up by Sea of Blood, or you know, got hit with uh, nothing burns uh, more than the cold or whatever.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't you, like? Um, wouldn't you say that just having King's Landing in your deck would be better?
1: Well, King's Landing, one, it's it's four cost, um, and then you know, once you marshal it back in into play, then it's kind of like. You know, I'm thinking more of like your bigger locations, like Keep or like a four-cost um, mm-hmm. location that we'll get to here in a, in a minute. Uh, those locations, you know, I could care less about the Rose Roads or Great well, Halls. Well, I stuff. don't know. I
0: understand? You're saying Kings Road only interacts with Rose Roads? You can play any any discarded location with Kings Landing.
1: Well, you can. It's just you're paying an additional
0: four gold. Well, yeah, but then you can discard, and it, it pays for itself after a while. Because if you... Like, what other card can get you back locations besides Dale? I don't know. I think Dale's... Like, if you're going to run Dale, I think you should just run King's Landing, and Dale's a 2 out of 5 for me. Uh, I don't I'm see actually... a single Baratheon location that discards. Oh, well, Spear I, I... Of the Merlin King. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, honestly, I'm going to give it a 3. Okay. Because I think it has good, it has good numbers. The reaction is good. If for some reason you got hit with, you know, nothing burns like the cold or whatever, or um, blown from put to the torch, kind of thing. Um, I definitely wouldn't be running three copies, but you know, maybe a one of.
0: Okay. All right. So. Uh, Sir Emery Florent is another Florent knight, and we didn't mention this guy when we talked about the other Florent. A uh, three cost mm-hmm. character with a military and a power icon. A two strength unique non loyal house Florent Knight. As an action, you can kill Sir Emroy Florent to choose an opponent. You may sacrifice any number of locations. For each location sacrifice this way, that opponent must choose and kneel a standing character he or she controls. I mean, maybe he works well with Dale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I was thinking King's Landing, but That's yeah. me
0: well me too, but again then Like, I guess you have two, I guess, right? Dale and King's Landing. Yeah. But. (laughs) This card is just not good. Like, I I don't know. I don't like him at all. Because your your opponent's choosing the location. So, like, if you don't set this turn up the right way, this guy's just dead. He doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And you have to kill him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not. I think it'd be better if you're able to choose yeah. to kneel which character, mm-hmm. um, than having your opponent choose because, you know, if they have multiple characters standing, of course they're gonna kneel the the weakest one. Yeah, which is gonna cost you to sacrifice more locations. Mm-hmm. So um,
0: this guy's like a one yeah. out of five for me. I don't really like him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably say. Yeah, probably one or two, you know. Moving I mean, on. It, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, he'd be. I feel like he'd be a little bit
0: better, even if his stats were three for three. Um, or if you could kneel the locations to have them kneel locations.
1: Maybe, I don't know. But I, I just think, honestly, it'd, it'd be better if you were able to choose the character instead of your opponent.
0: Choose the locations, you mean? Or, yeah, characters, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah choose yeah, the character yeah. to kneel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I'm going to give it a two. Okay.
0: All right, the next card we have is a card we looked at uh, a while ago when we were doing the previews, which is the Red Priest. It's a three-cost character with a military and an intrigue icon. Two-strength, non-loyal, non-unique, and he's got the Relord trait, as Red Priests do. After Red Priest enters the play, look at an opponent's hand, then choose one card in that hand and remove it from the game until he leaves play. So when he enters play, look at the card, look at the hand, choose a card, remove it, and then when the red priest leaves play, it goes back into the hand. Um, Mm -hmm. This stuff works really well in other card games. I am Mm -hmm. a fan, and it's got the reward trait, and it only costs three. So Mm I'm I'm happy with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean you're seeing your opponent's hand, you're removing a card. I mean, it's 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 a solid card. I feel like mm-hmm. um, three cards, so it's not super expensive. Um, you know, like I said, you're seeing your opponent's hand, yeah. which is always a good thing. He has a roller traits, so you can do flames. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you're discarding two cards. You're you know without even doing an entry claim. You know, there's multiple things, and he's nine
0: un- nine unique you can have more than one out. He can uh, die without costing you much. He can be Oh, yeah. ooh, 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 this guy can be uh flea bottomed.
1: He can be flea bottomed. Which
0: is is not that big of a deal, but flea bottoming something that removes a card from your opponent's hand can be cool cuz then you can just look at your opponent's hand whenever you want or whenever you have one of these in the discard. Mm-hmm. So Yeah,
1: definitely. Um so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a solid three, three and a half for me. Yeah.
0: If you're running Relore, I think this guy's like a key, like a, a shoe in But uh, other than that, I think oh, he's yeah. probably like a three as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Our next card is a two-cost power icon character with two power or two strength. The unique but non-loyal Shira Errol. I've never heard of that character before, but she's a lady. And is an interrupt when a character is killed, sacrifice Shira Errol to move each power from that character to its controller's faction card. Hey, I mean, I like yeah, me too. I, I mean, like especially with all the power movement stuff that happens in this new set.
1: Mhm. She's two for two, has a really good interrupt. Um, you know, especially when you're trying to time out when to move your power over from your characters to your faction. Uh, with that one plot, I want to say supporting the faith, but it's probably wrong. Whoa,
0: man. Is something terrible happening behind you?
1: No, it's just Race cars. some
0: douchebags <laughs>
1: douche on motorcycles racing down the street.
0: Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think I think you're right. I mean, there's a lot of cards that make this card really good, and especially since it's a counter to a lot of removal, like puts to the sword, military claim, Vleolar, Valar, stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think she's a good probably uh,
0: three-and-a-half, four. Yeah, me too. Um, I say three-and-a-half. So, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Anytime you can save your power, that's good.
0: Yep. Uh, This is another card we talked about, the next one uh, in the preview, Mm -hmm. which was a two-cost character with an intrigue and a power icon. Two-strength, Alkalite of the Flame is a non-loyal, non-unique ally of her Lord character. And it's a reaction. After the draw phase begins, kneel Alkalite of the Flame to look at the top two cards of an opponent's deck. You may put those cards on the bottom of that player's deck. Hot diggity. I like it. Do you like to look at the top six if you have three of them out? (laughs)
1: know that's that's a good
0: question so there's a mechanic in um in magic the gathering and i I know i do this sometimes but i'm gonna do it now called scry and in that Mm -hmm. game they've equated scrying to about drawing half of a card right so Mm -hmm. if you can say i this is a card i don't want and put on the bottom that the mathematicians of the world have agreed in magic the gathering that's worth half of a draw if you if, I don't know if it's the same in this game, but being able to, to tell your opponent and know that they don't get to draw what they want to and to be able to manipulate the top of their deck is a really, really, really powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's
0: a it's a good card. Um, I think it's like a 3 out of 5, 4 out of 5 for me because you have to kneel it at the beginning of the draw phase.
1: yeah. I mean, I, w- I would probably say three and a half. Three and a half, okay. Uh, I mean, in worst Case scenario, you didn't want to do the reaction. She's still two for two. Hell yeah. You know, you can still use her for the intrigue and power f- if you're kind of low on the intrigue side. Yeah. Um, but just having that reaction is always nice to see what... Even if you don't put them on the bottom, you know what two cards they're getting. Yep.
0: So, which just feeds into the whole, I know what you have in your hands. Kind of plan yeah, the new heavy scene. Baratheon control, which is like make mm-hmm. sure the characters don't stand, make sure they don't have the cards to play, yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. So Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our next card is called Bastard of Robert. Well, that's not specific. Uh, Two-cost character with a power icon and one strength. Bastard of Robert is a non-unique but loyal character as an ally and a bastard. When you control Robert Baratheon, reduce the cost of martial Bastard of Robert by two, so it comes out for free. And as a reaction after Bastard of Robber enters play, if you control a king, uh, draw a card. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I think it's okay.
0: Well, a free character that lets you draw a card as an icon to block for, that is one of the icons that your deck doesn't want to lose a challenge for. (laughs) Uh, If you want Mm -hmm. to trigger all those power effects, like, you know, Red Keep or whatever the keep is, Mm -hmm. and uh, you want dominance and things like that. I guess this is not playing to dominance, but winning power challenges... Uh, That's cool. Free, free fodder for uh, military claim is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you can get her out with uh, Robert Brathian already out, then yeah, I would say that's a good trade off. I mean, it's not super. It's not expensive either. Would you you pay one gold to
0: draw a card off flea bottom with this card? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes is the answer that I would think. Yes. Yes, I would. I think it's so, pretty sweet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a good card. Like it, like I said, anytime you can draw a, a card that allows you to draw a card is usually a, a good card.
0: And the cheap cost of this usually. card is prone to jank. I think so. I'm gonna give it like a yeah. three, four out of five, just because I want to see someone build something really cool with it.
1: Yeah, I would. I would probably give it like a three. Okay.
0: yep one of the I think the last or second to last character we have is the Wily Smuggler a two cost character with a military and power icon with one strength Wily Smuggler is a non-unique loyal character that has the smuggler trait as an action you can choose one card from your hand and place it on the top of your deck then at the end of the phase draw one card I
1: freaking love this card
0: okay I need to understand this better you choose a card from your hand (laughs) and put it on top of your deck then at the end Mm -hmm. of the phase you draw one card Yep. So why is that something I want to do?
1: Okay. Follow me, Young Grasshopper. You're low on cards. You have a really good card in your hand. You lose an in Intrigue. You put you do the action, put the card that you don't want them to grab on top of your deck. Then at the end of the phase, you draw it. Okay. So you still get to keep that good card. I can see if that. it's a good character or an event or an attachment, location, whatever. It's like, I really need to keep this card. I'm going to put it right on top of the deck. I don't need it right now. That's fine. I'm going to draw back into it later. I
0: think the thing I like the most about this card is how they made the flavor come through. Like, you're mm-hmm. smuggling a card back to your hand, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. I think it that at some point people in this podcast maybe me and you and someone else should talk about defensive cards versus offensive cards and how to value their strength Mm -hmm. because this card seems Mm -hmm. very defensive to me um Mm -hmm. in terms of like you're you're playing this card just because you really want um people to you really want to protect what you have and in some card games that's a very one-sided card to pick like you wouldn't want this in your hand Mm -hmm. while you were winning because you're not really worried about losing an intrigue. So it's just a dead card, or it's like fodder. I guess at the worst case scenario, it's a military claim, but I don't know. I, I don't know about yeah. this card.
1: I was going to say Old Town. Is that a loyal Tyrell, uh location? I
0: think so. Um, I think so, but let's check. Yeah. Yeah. It is? Yeah, so you can't play both of them, but. I was uh, I was thinking of maybe like like I don't know figuring out a way to draw the cards back I mean play this card and then play the bastard and then you get to draw an extra card at the end of the round right stuff like that yeah so
1: yeah I mean if if you're wanting to get the card back before the phase ends for sure well I'm not
0: thinking about it in terms of protecting the card I'm trying to think about it in terms of how this lets you draw more like you play cards that mm-hmm. then are getting you to do more but every time you think of it it's always a one for one like you're putting the card back and you draw the top card unless you can shuffle your mm-hmm. deck somehow right all right uh, next card we have is the first location of the set uh the storm lands is a location that's for cost and it's a loyal location that's unique it's a westeros location as well and it says you may initiate an additional power challenge during your challenge phase hey there you go there's another one that does it mm-hmm. <laughs> after you win a power challenge kneel the storm lands to choose the standard participating king or queen character Love it. It's really cool. Also very expensive, but really cool. It's totally worth it. I want to kneel this with that with a uh, Salar San.
1: We'll just think about uh, Stannis.
0: Oh no, I, I like this card oh. like a lot. I but just have to figure out a way to cheat it out better.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> but I was saying like I mean with Salar San I want to see this location on my opponent's side so I can kneel it. <laughs> and actually I would kneel this as I would kneel this. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Okay, never mind. Uh, well, you would just
1: uh, you would just uh, just do the Robert Baratheon one. Just <laughs> use it and then say, okay, you can. You can't nail it.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. I like this card. I I, I think it's a little hot, expensive, but I like that you can see the additional challenge. So I think that overrides the expense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it gives you an additional power challenge if you want, um, but also it allows you to re stand a character or re a, a king or queen if you win a power challenge, which then helps you go right back into the second one.
0: I really want to figure out a way to play this without it hurting your econ too bad. Do you just play it on mm-hmm. setup? I mean, because it's not going to help you right at the beginning of the game when you don't have any characters, really.
1: No, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like with the economy out right now, like certain houses, yeah, banner houses would you know really kind of help... Um, even out the curve sure uh, with that and uh, i want to make a deck that allows you to do try to do as many power challenges as you can like like maybe banner it with the rose and like put in three of formants and yeah some events that allow you to do an additional power or like or,
0: superior or relentless assault would be cool
1: Relentless Assault. Um,
0: You could even do like Superior Claim to just get more from the power challenges. I think that would be sweet, actually. That's a really cool deck. Like, it'd just be kind of like a rush, Mm -hmm. a power rush. Where you're just rushing by being able to do like five power challenges a turn. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right? I I think this guy's probably like a three and a half to four to me because I think it's really expensive, but I want to see it work. I'm going to give it a four because it's a four cost. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Alright, our next location is called Cape Wrath. It's a two cost location. It's a unique and loyal location. Again, it's another Westeros location. It's like the Baratheons are from there. Uh, During Mm -hmm. a power challenge in which you are the attacking or defending player, raise the claim value on your attacking player's revealed plot card by one. So, this was one I think that I saw some people talking about online. This was either, I think it was maybe spoiled by another podcast or something, but very interesting um, because you could potentially have claim two during power challenges, but your opponent also does
1: yeah or three or it, yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely one of those um I don't know it I don't see it being an issue defending neither do i p- power challenges with with uh with Baratheon.
0: Especially if you go first and have additional power challenges. Because mm-hmm. then you're like, attack one and then you do a second, like, you know, a second one, and it's like, oh god, they're out of characters to block power challenges. So not only can they not attack, but they're like, still trying to block all your power, right?
1: Yeah, and then, I mean, honestly, if you pair it up with Stormlands, you know, you do your two power challenges, you have two claim, you've just gained four power from them, and that's not including any unopposed or renown you already have on the board. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, I think it's a decent card.
0: Um, this card, I, I think I like a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, at first when you first look at it, you're like, "Oh, I don't want to give my opponent an additional claim on turn power mm-hmm. because that kind of defeats what I want to do." But you know. You just got to look at it. Like, it's okay. You can, you know, you can defend the power challenge. And they have, like, attachments that, you know, say that they don't contribute strength during power challenges, your opponents, or give them
0: negative one strength or... Yeah, like Stumbling Drunk or whatever that card is. Yeah, I got you. Stumbling Drunk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so there's, there's other cards you can do to help with that. Red Keep gives you plus two mm-hmm. um, for power challenges. Yeah, I think well. this card's yeah. pretty
0: cool. I, if this, I think this card actually without Stormlands is still really good. So I'm thinking, I think I'm mm-hmm. going to give it like a four. Um, it's well costed. I like additional claim, and it's something that Baratheon already wants to do. I'm just glad it's not a warship. And it's loyal. <laughs> I, if it was a warship and was loyal, I'd still be okay with it. But I, the yeah, if it was an unloyal warship, I'd be pissed off. Yeah, exactly. What's your rating? You know.
1: Um. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, Lacy Galley. Uh, did we actually review this one already, or were we waiting? We did. Okay. What, what What did? Do you remember what we said about it? I mean, I know we reviewed it, but did we give it a rating?
1: I I said it sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the pirate card, so I'm I'm not gonna read through it. Lacy Galley is another card we already talked about. It's a one cost. You mm-hmm. kneel it to give a smuggler or plus one strength and give something stealth if it's a captain or smuggler. I think in the pirate deck I want to build, it's five because I love it. But in any other deck, it's like a two.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're running a, a captain or smuggler deck, by far, you know, it's gonna have the higher rating. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna see more use out of it. But other than that, I give it like
0: a one. Yeah. Okay. Like... All right. And then we have mm-hmm. the card, the card that was foretold, three-cost attachment, the Baratheon loyal. Uh, and it's a legacy and relore traded. It's mm-hmm. a unique character you control only, terminal. An attached character is considered to be participating in each challenge in which you control an attacking relore character. Whew, man, the I, I just want to say, like, this card has the coolest interactions with some of the cards we talked about today. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that that's the case. Um, it doesn't do a six-power Stannis, like I said earlier, because Stannis won't be participating in every single defending challenge, but if you have a standing Stannis that's ta- equipped with Lightbringer, that means that mm-hmm. you have a, like, what, 7, 8 power, 9 power, maybe, like, <laughs> like, character <laughs> that's just always participating in challenges. Yeah, exactly. Lightbringer uh, adds, oh, he doesn't get any strength, okay, Lightbringer doesn't have any strength, so it's a 7 cost renowned character that can stand as well. soon as it renowns once per phase.
1: Well, yeah, and then they have that warship that gives Stannis to intimidate too. Mm-hmm.
0: I um, oh. <laughs> I think this card's like a five out of five in the Salise Rallor deck. Even if it's not yeah. in that deck, I think it's like a three and a half or four. I'd pay three for this.
1: I would. Um, I would pay three for this. Um, I'm with Salise five without four. Or actually, no, five just five all across. Live it's it. Such a good card. Love it.
0: Okay. Awesome! Yeah. I'm so excited for this card. I'm so excited to be pissed mm-hmm. off when I see this card on the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now to our, I think our favorite thematic card, <laughs> Hunting Accident. Yeah. It's a two-cost attachment that's loyal and it's a condition. It's Ambush three, and it says Terminal, mm-hmm. and it says Attached character cannot stand, and it's got Robert Baratheon dueling a pig.
1: That is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome artwork. Yep. Um. Yeah, I really like this card. It's so it's so
0: like mean. I I love it. <laughs> it's like it's even more mean than like ward. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, it's cheaper. You're taking a a big character out of the game.
0: You can like do you it. Know. You can ambush it so they're like not
1: sure it's coming. Then you can get more than one out at a time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's not unique. Not being able to stand ever is ridiculous
1: yeah this thing is getting like 3 out of 3 uh, cop- 3 copies
0: yeah. in my deck I mean the only downside is it's a condition which is the potentially most easily removed uh, attachment in the game but only with you know uh, Maester not Master Amen but the Maester from Baratheon yeah, your... yeah Crescent, Crescent.
1: <laughs> I mean you have Maester chains yeah um, you
0: can use but. but when honestly... I say easy it's not that easy
1: what I will say is, this card will get people to start playing confiscation more.
0: Yeah, it will. I think it's a uh, five out of five for me.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say five out of five because you're not standing your character. I
0: so. would love to put that on like an Asha. Oh gosh. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and the
1: cool thing is, you can ambush it. So yeah. it's like, oh hey, you don't know that it's coming bye-bye, they are never standing again.
0: I love that most um, Night's Watch can never have hunting accidents. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Right? They're just too good at hunting.
1: Yeah, they know how to hunt, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, our next card is called the Warhammer. It's a one-cost, non-loyal attachment. Non-unique as well. It's a weapon. And it says, if attached character's printed strength is four or lower, it gets plus two strength. If attached character's printed strength is five or higher, it gains Intimidate. I love it. Yeah, I mean, this is the card we were just talking about with Stannis. If we can give it Intimidate with his ship, we could also give him Intimidate with this Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing in this game that says he can't be wielding a, and a Warhammer and Lightbringer at the same time.
1: Well, the the one thing I was thinking of is putting him up with uh, Renly.
0: Yeah, oh, that would be so cool. You
1: boost his strength because he's from a 3 to to a 5. Mm-hmm. And then he would gain Intimidate. So now you're able to put a five. No, it's, cost or it's lower. printed
0: cost. So he doesn't gain Intimidate because oh, his printed never cost mind. isn't. And actually, he wouldn't there gain mind. the plus two strength anyway. Oh, no, he would gain the plus two strength, sorry. But not the Intimidate. But I think it's cool okay, because. Well, that's, yeah that's fine. Yeah.
1: I'll take that. Five costs or lower character you could put in for
0: free. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. And uh, it, I like that it's, uh, it's both, right? So this puts Intimidate back on Robert as well because the new Robert, I don't think, has Intimidate. Uh, no, see. I don't think it so. Does. That's kind of cool. I like that it has that kind of dual purpose, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's say three and a half to four for me, because, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really. I have a hard time valuing attachments because I don't ever run that many.
1: Hmm. So, um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Because intimidate can be really strong. Yes, it can. And so, all right. I, I like that. All right, let's do the first event.
0: All right, this is the one that probably we'll talk about the most. It's called the Cask of Ale, it's a zero cost event. It's non loyal and non unique. It's a song, so you can pull it out with all the song stuff that's in Tyrell. It says mm-hmm. reaction after you win a power challenge. Choose two cards controlled by the same player. Move up to two cards from one of those, or sorry, move up to two power from one of those cards to the other. So the basic, basic version of this is. You could choose to move two power from a character to your faction card because that would be a way to secure power off of a character that could Mm -hmm. die. You could Mm -hmm. move power off of a faction card to a character that you knew you were about to kill after you win a power challenge. Um, You could also, yeah, Yeah. or if you're going to use an effect like if you win by like something, do something that kills a character. There's a lot of ways, but yes, exactly. Um, You could set up the Millisandra kill with this from the next Mm -hmm. challenge. You could move power away from a character that gets stronger if it has power on it. Um, Or maybe to one that's easier to kill between the two characters. You could move Mm -hmm. power from one of your characters that's easier to kill, vice versa. The most complicated one is the one I'm going to let Dom talk about, (laughs) because he explained it to me.
1: (laughs) So, the word on the street is that this event allows you to take two power from your opponent's faction card and place it on their plot card, and once that round ends, they lose the two power because
0: they control the plot card. And so, this card with that Vanguard Lancer we talked about earlier from House Florent, who when mm-hmm. comes into the battlefield, discards a card, a power from the card, faction card, or character, can be pretty mm-hmm. degenerate because a three power loss is pretty hefty. And mm-hmm. um it begs the question that we were talking about before, if you can move power to an agenda or if that's just part of your faction yeah. card. And I'd like to hear responses to that. I mean we've talked about it, but this card is really interesting and it's it's one of the cards I think that is making Baratheon more of like a a techie style deck instead of just a beat your face and don't stand stuff deck. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like the, the sneakiness behind it. Mm-hmm. Um I think you know, this is, and it's zero cost.
0: Yeah, I think that zero cost and the fact that it can be used so many different ways is like a four or four and a half for me. Because there's so many uses for this card.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna say a five, just because it can help you out. It can definitely screw your opponent.
0: Your mic's going off again. Uh dang it! Dang it. I just bumped it. I don't know if that's <laughs> what it was. So test 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 test. See, test, see, see, test see. See. Oh. Oh. <laughs> that hey we're, almost, we were done. almost done we are we're close I can feel we it we one 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 hard, hard, hard after this. this oh really no we have to do the plot too oh yeah oh yeah and the plot
1: that's, that's
0: true. true the plot the plot the plot, 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 plot the <laughs> <laughs> your voice does sound cool when you do that
1: <laughs> is it, is my it because my mic's messing mic up yeah up or...
0: oh uh, Maybe you can put it in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're like a demon who's going to come get me through like the phone. Mm-hmm. Alright, your mic's oh, good. So just say no. say what you rated yeah. it again.
1: Uh, I'm going to say a 5 out of 5 because it can mess you your opponents up. It can help you out with moving power over if you're expecting a valor to come or certain reset to come
0: yeah and it, i mean this is this There, are people are talking about a, a deck called cancer lancer which is like just a bad generally when people talk about decks that are cancer in a meta it means that they're they're just not fun to play and they're killing it um this this card may be the cause of something like that in the future and it's by far the most discussed i think in most venues right now so if you want to read mm-hmm. more about it go to any of the places that we go to you know like mm-hmm. facebook you cards whatever our next card mm-hmm. is called Nightfire Visions. It's a zero-cost event that's loyal and non-unique. It's got the R'hllor trait, and it says, play only if you control a R'hllor character. It's a taxation action. It says, name a trait. If an opponent reveals a plot card with that trait during the next plot phase, draw three cards. I like it. Yeah, I mean, if you're really good at this game, I think this card is awesome.
1: <laughs> if you're good at the game. Yeah, because
0: you kind of need to, that's the one of the like heavier aspects of this game is knowing when your opponent's going to play a plot.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, or you can just name a, a, you know, like you're thinking like, oh, okay, I have a really big board, they don't, they're probably going to do a reset, so I'm going to name one of those traits and say, okay, you can't play that, or if you do, then I'm allowed to draw three cards, or if you're playing against kings of uh, winter, yeah, which I've been noticing is becoming more of a thing, I'm actually just say winter, then you're going to force them to potentially play a different plot because they don't want you to draw three cards.
0: They want you to draw three cards because they're going to make you reserve like three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. You can choose winter and you can choose summer. That's kind of cool, actually.
1: Or most players, they're they're playing uh, you know, like Kingdom. You know? Yeah. Um, Kingdom, Omen, uh,
0: Summer are usually the the ones to look out for yeah 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 okay um yeah i think it's probably like a three for me three out of five
1: yeah i'm gonna say a three um just because you have to have a a roller character already on the board yeah so
0: for me i think it's the fact that i would never be able to use it really well (laughs) (laughs) but our last card is a plot uh it's called parlay at storm's end it's a four income four initiative one claim plot with six reserve it does have a plot deck limit of one and it is loyal to Baratheon, like most plots that are the, you know, factioned are. It's a siege mm-hmm. and war type. And it says when revealed, name a challenge type until the until you reveal a new plot card, challenges of that type cannot be initiated. Love it. I don't know. It seems like uh it's so much better than their first Baratheon plot. Which is like the like uh to stand somebody I don't even remember what it does
1: no it's either um, kneel your faction card or give me a power
0: oh. if you initiate a military or power challenge I, I think this one's cool and I want to see someone do something with like uh, Reigns of Casimir with it mm-hmm. where like they have this out they name a like a, a challenge type that's not intrigue win the intrigue and then flip the plot and then they, can, they do the military or the power that they claim that the other person couldn't do are you talking about... You said ranged, right? Yeah, like, they, you play this card normally, and then you range out another plot to make it so you <laughs> don't have to get affected by it. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like it because you're controlling what you your opponent can do that round. Um, with their. So if you're trying to, you know, stop a military claim, or if you want to keep your cards or if you're playing this towards the end of the game and you want to keep that power. Yeah. You know, it's definitely... I I really like
0: it. It goes into that, like, defensive versus offensive thing again. My mindset from playing Rush so long that if you're not doing all three Mm -hmm. challenges a turn, you're missing out on potential power you can gain. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, hard for me to to grasp this as, like, a good thing um, in terms of, like... It me wanting to rate it, like, not as high as you're probably going to rate it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it reminds me of um, Calm Over Restoros. Yeah. In a sense. it's just, other than, it just shuts it down. You know? Mm-hmm. So, if you're able to time it right, you know, you can flip it on when they're flipping into a two-claim plot.
0: Yeah, and that, yeah, so or that's, it's, it's. so yeah, I agree, it's probably really good if you are, if you're good at the plot game. So... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going
0: to give it a four. I think I'm going to give it a three right now. Three? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I like it. it has four initiative, six
0: reserve, four gold, so it's it's yeah. decent. It's no We Take Westeros. Yeah.
1: No. no <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's not. All
0: right. Well, uh, that's all for the Baratheon side of the box. Uh, tune in or stay tuned for when we do the non-Baratheon mm-hmm. cards out of the Fury of the Storm. Thanks for listening this whole time if you listened. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and you enjoyed our ratings. Uh, that used to be yes. just made up, but now they're becoming more official. So, you know, you've sticked around long <laughs> enough to where it actually matters. Good job, everybody.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Thanks for
1: staying with us uh, part of this journey.
0: Yeah. Um, like, comment, subscribe, and, uh, you know, if you got any good deck ideas from this box that you want to share, let us know. We'll talk about them if you want to come and talk about them.
1: Yeah, definitely see you next time alright see you guys bye
0: thank you for tuning in to bearded Clansmen of the Vale, a game of thrones lcg podcast come back next time where we talk more about a game of thrones the card game